Warning, the Catholic Man Show is about to begin. If you're looking for a dull, feel-good religion, or clap your hands, sit around the campfire kumbaya, you've come to the wrong place. We are dealing with toxic levels of authentic masculinity. I would say good luck, but luck is for pagans. Welcome one and all to the Catholic Man Show. If you're listening live, happy Advent. Happy Advent. We have a few days left of Advent. If yeah, you're listening, and unless, unless you're listening on the radio, then happy Merry Christmas. Or podcast. Or podcast, yep. Merry yep. Christmas. Because it will be Christmas by then. Yes, hopefully. But right now we're live on Facebook and it's still Advent. It's Sunday. I've been really struggling with posting on, on regularity with the podcast mm. recently. Mm. You and need some digital fiber, my friend. Keep you regular. <laughs> nice. Apparently I do. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. I'm Adam Minahan sitting here with Sir David Niles. Going to talk about virginity today. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about uh, the virtue. I'm sorry. The virtue. The virtue of virginity. virginity. Well, we're going to talk about both because you have to talk about, you have to distinguish. Yes. So we're going to, we're going to be doing that. That'll be fun. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Me too. Um, if this is your first time listening to the Catholic Mansion, we don't we don't say this very much any any longer, but maybe we should. Maybe we should. Maybe we shouldn't. I don't know, but I'm going to continue. Adam, uh, what do we do every episode? What are the three things we do every episode? Not every episode. Almost every. Almost. Uh, almost every episode. Yes, we open, review, and enjoy a beverage. This evening we're going to enjoy Devron aged twelve years. I'd never heard of this one before. It's a Highland Scotch. Yeah. The okay. second thing we mm-hmm. do is... Why do, and why do we drink on the show? Uh, because I like it. Yeah. And the second thing we do is we highlight a, a gear of some sort. Today will be wood glue. Is that correct? Wood glue. Wood glue. So that'll be interesting. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the third thing we do is we talk about a, a, a specific topic, hopefully about virtue of some sort today, like we said, will be the virtue of virginity. Mm-hmm. Very apropos for this e- for this time of year. Yes, not planned that way. Unplanned. We'll tell and we'll talk about that. Good. Uh, so let's 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 try this drink. This is. Can like you pour a, me some? Because I only had oh, like a splash. Sure. I'm sorry. It, this is so. This is Devron. It's a 12 year. It's it's by uh, the uh, McDuff Distillery, which is the same distillery that uh, produces Doers. Okay. So if you are familiar with Doers, um, it's produced by the same. Doers people. is a you know a good. Good for its certain things. I like doers. Here, read this little thing in the back of the, of the label. I think okay. it's kind of funny. It kind of tells a little bit about the, the whiskey as well. When billows break and har ghosts in, then haste ye home or some bit warm. Unwind with toasted grain and apples, seaborne spice, calm from the storm. So they try to be somewhat poetic. I like it. On... Uh, on the tasting notes, but if you if you actually try if you smell it, you do get a strong apple cider cinnamon uh, smell to it. Like it's a Highland Scotch, so you're gonna get a, more of the uh, fruits, yeah, um, and a lot less of the smoke or peat because more of the loveliness it. of Scotch. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's the that's what uh, Highlands they really accentuate is the loveliness of Scotch. 
So let's, well, cheers. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers, cheers to Jesus. Cheers, Juan. El Juan. And Juan's, uh, if you guys could, please keep Juan and his family in your prayers. Juan's wife, Joan, is going to be expe- like is going to be delivering any day. Could be any day. Yeah, could could any be day. Hap- could be starting right now. Yes. So we're excited. I hope, for I that. hope it is. That would be so sweet. Juan went dancing this weekend to try to dance the baby out. And that is a thing. I mean, like you, I've had a lot of. I've heard a lot of stories of saying, yeah, yeah, with the baby, you know, and then we went dancing, and then boom, the next day, although today is the next day and still no baby, so maybe you need to go dancing again. You should dance like nobody's watching. That I think that was the case. You were dancing. You were not dancing like nobody was watching. You know what you should do? You should come home with a crown and put it on her and be like, guess what? You're the dancing queen. Let's <laughs> put on your shoes, honey. What do, what do you think about the scotch? It's really good. It's so like I said at the beginning. <laughs> is that what you want? That's, it's good. It's good, dude. You always give the best. Thank like, you. You, d- Thank you critique you. scotches the best. You're That's the best. Why they pay me the big bucks, yeah. Adam. Yeah. What did you think of the scotch? It was good. I All liked right. it. Next you know, segment. I think I'll have another sip. <laughs> uh, the nose is very strong, like I said, of, of apple cider, cinnamon. Um, yeah, I, I pick it up. I wouldn't say it's strong, apple cider, cinnamon, but. I do, I do notice those things. Yeah, it's a very short finish. So if you're not a, a, a strong, like if you don't like the bite at the end, the aggressiveness at the end, this isn't. Uh, this would be okay because Word. It, yeah, it's kind of short. It's it, it's short, but it's a very so smooth. Looking for something you can drink a lot of in moderation. This would be your guy right um, here. It's not going to destroy your palate like an like a, a Lafroig. Right or Lagavulin or anything like that. It's very it's very, very smooth, mild. like all Highlands, very almost mild. all Highlands. You know that's kind of their thing. And the reason why I actually got this is because it was on sale. I wanted to one I had never heard of it. Two, it was on sale, so I thought, hey, mm-hmm. um, I'll give it a shot. It was only twenty eight bucks. Really? Whoa. Yes. So I thought it was. I think it's very good for twenty eight dollars. For twenty eight, I mean that that puts it a lot in perspective. For twenty eight dollars, that's a good whiskey. I didn't want to tell you what the price was because I didn't want you beforehand. Cause I didn't no, want, no judgments. Right. I wanted you to be, come in with a clear. Mm-hmm. No, I appreciate that. Let's just give a, let's just all take a second to give a shout out to Kathy Nunick. Okay. I mean, just like, because she's such a good fan. You know, Marco gets all the attention. Well, she does. But what about Kathy? Kathy's she's, a good. She's there. Just like I'm a big fan of Kathy. being such a such a big fan. Mm-hmm. So let's toast. Why okay. don't you give a toast to Kathy? Okay. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> uh, Kathy, may your Christmas season be as be warm like like a Lafroig in a glass, and may you uh, enjoy your time with your family and friends throughout the Christmas season. To okay. Kathy. Mm, is this single malt or blended? It it's a single malt. Okay, Joe. Malt. Joe was it asking. Malt. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so hey, I have an update. Update me. Okay. So last week, if you were if you listened to the show last week, we talked about how uh, my boxing story that once had went on way too long, mm-hmm. which I apologize for. Sometimes I get a little carried away. That's the thing about me. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Especially in the ring, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> but I talked about how uh, I had a great conversation with the with the guy. Uh, oh at, yeah, and, that story. Yeah, and he and you know, we had a great conversation about dads and like religion and the importance of uh, fathers, you know, being the spiritual leader of their family. And he is going to go to mass with me. Uh, he's going to go to mass with me uh, the first whatever the first week okay of so January. it wasn't this last weekend but it's the but it's coming up he's it's still doing up. it he's, he's still, still doing it he's gonna he's gonna come to mass with me yeah for the first time he's never been to a catholic mass before um and so he's gonna come with me the first weekend of january so i'd be very curious because this is not pumped. the first time you've been to mass with somebody for the first time no it's not it's very and it's very cool because I actually enjoy it because they point out things that you know sometimes we just take for granted. Right. I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. You don't you, for, you don't even see anymore or notice. Right. Yeah. Um. And, and so, well, you know, why do we have a a, a a a water font right right in the beginning? You know, what, what's that box up there? What's the box? Yeah, I like that story. Hey. Yeah. What's that box? Right. So, but do, I, do you mean the gold one up there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what's what's that? that? What is it? It's the oh, oh. okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's slow down a little bit. Right. Yeah, but I'm really excited about taking him, and he's he's excited about going, uh, you know, and maybe he he'll you know keep him in your prayers because maybe he'll join our yeah, study sometime. Yeah, please, that would be awesome. So anyway, can we get a first name? Uh, yeah, Kevin. Kevin. His name. Yeah, yeah pray for Kevin. Pray for Kevin. Yeah. So I'm really excited though because you know I, I love sharing the faith. This weekend uh, we had like almost over a two hour conversation within the family about our faith, and so I I kind of get a little carried away sometimes. With my, you know, I get too excited, too aggressive. Yeah. I want to talk too much, and I'm so aggressively Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's Catholic man show everybody. So I, I really yeah. try in in certain situations to not be overbearing, you know. But I still want to share my faith because mm-hmm. it's it's the thing that I love the most about, uh, you know, about who I am is like I'm I'm so pumped about being Catholic. I want to share it with you guys. Right. It's so awesome. Yeah. Um. So, but again, like I talked about last week, I didn't want to be the the weird weird guy. You know, I wanted people to know that. I'm a regular dude, but I, but but I love Jesus. Yeah, um, and so I think that I think the the strategy is paying off. Also, I I was praying about it quite a bit to uh-huh. you know in in efforts of like how Lord, how do I get into these guys to talk to them about about you? One of the best compliments I've ever received was a guy at my office named Joel. When he and I were first getting to know each other, you know, he had a moment where he said, "So you're like really religious." And I said, like, I said, yeah, I'm, I would call myself super Catholic. And he said, yeah, but also you're like, cool. <laughs> and I said, thanks, man. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, bro. Yeah. Thanks, potato chip. Yeah. And you know, like, like, he you was, know- he was saying like, you're really religious and not weird. Like I've, you know, to him, I've never encountered this before. Mm-hmm. You know, what a, an interesting combination of preferences mm-hmm. or something yeah well, yeah one a, of my favorite compliments that is a, that is a good compliment but it's just so yeah. awesome you know we have you know the savior of the world like, he's coming he's coming we're so excited we've been waiting for so long yeah and he is like it just seems like he's opening a lot of doors right now to be able to reach praise god reach people praise god so i'm super pumped about it yeah the incarnation man is just the it's the most mind-blowing thing yes well, and the Eucharist. Yeah, but it, it's because of the incarnation. I mean, right. it's like... That's what I'm so excited about. Like, I love seeing people for, like, the first time look at the Eucharist as it's being raised by the priest and yeah. see what, they, like, what they're like what they doing. That's why it's so important to be reverent, 
you know, and, and take it for, be serious, believe strong what you statement. mean. Yeah, believe it's got what a strong you mean. statement. Yeah, so anyway, I'm so excited. We'll be right back. We're talking about wood glue coming up, so it's going to be riveting. <laughs> Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles. Here with Adam Minahan, Juan Posada on the button machine. It's almost Christmas. So it's uh, almost to the point where you're allowed to start listening to Christmas music. Almost. Almost. Because I know nobody's been doing that yet. Right. I I saw a hilarious meme the other day. It was a a girl in an auto mechanic, and she goes, there's this terrible sound coming from my car. And he goes... Well, did you throw away the Mariah Carey CD? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that is hilarious. Haley, Haley did not think it was funny because she is a... So Haley, uh, so Haley, back in the day, she was, she was a big Mariah Carey fan. Sure. Um, As were a lot, of, 90s, a lot of girls yeah, at the and time. And she wrote... She's, I don't know if she's going to be... A, hopefully, she, I don't think she'll be upset. She wrote Maca- she, she Mariah wrote Carey a letter? Mariah Carey a letter inviting her to come over for a sleepover because she thought, you know... This will we, work. We'd be really, we'd be really good friends. You, you'll like me, right? So we should hang out right. and and come over for a sleepover, and gave it to her mom. Her mom did not mail it, but she, I think she still has it. Even I think she still has the letter. I've never seen the letter, but as if like her mom just has Mariah Carey's address, like her address, especially back in the nineties, right? Where you she know, was big before, like the and like the internet wasn't just like right. everything that right. it is now. Like today, I'm sure you could Google. A fan a fan mail address for people and I'm sure. is if I don't know though do people fan mail do people still do that I don't know there might be an email address sure but anyway, anyway I thought it was funny anyway uh, also go speaking of web addresses great segue go to the catholicmanshow.com and type in your email address to us for um, on the Catholic Mancho, there's a little section where it, it gives you an opportunity to sign up for our, our email blast, and every once in a while we'll send out, maybe once a month. I typically go only send out once a month, so we don't get too crazy, we don't spam you, but we have some big things coming up. We're going to, uh, we, some conferences that we're going to be at, the Phoenix Men's Conference is coming up in a month, basically. Weird. So, um, so we're really excited about that, going to hang out hang out with all the guys so soon, yeah. from, from Phoenix, but we have a lot of things coming up. Um, that I want you guys to be aware of, and so that way, hopefully, we can maybe hang out if we're in your your area. We're also open to coming to to your area. So if you want to want us to come in and we can give a talk or hang out, whatever. Yeah, um, or you just want to fly us out for some drinks. Yes, that'd be cool. We're also considering um, doing a raffle here really soon, where we actually fly in somebody um, to hang out with us and enjoy a really nice. Whiskey and cigars for an yeah, evening. Yeah, like maybe Pappy Van Winkle. Yeah, maybe we, we are in the process of potentially getting Pappy Van a very nice Pappy Van Winkle bottle. And if we do, we're going to raffle off an evening where we fly fly you in, and you're going to ha- you can hang out with us. We're going to have a, a you know a, some you nice cigars. Take the bottle home. You can take the bottle home after we have a little bit because we obviously want some of it. I want to try. I want to try it. Yeah. But anyway, so you're only going to be able to find that out by by going to our. our our web address catholicmancho.com our website yeah uh, and 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 submitting your uh, email address and, and while you're on the internet you might as well go to catholicmancho.com and sign, sign up to be a member of the council of man yes do that uh if you want to support the show you can go there 
joined the council, um, become a councilman of manliness, and uh, support our show through the, our Patreon account, and we will, in turn, send you a thank you gift. Catholic Mantra Glen because we're, because we're thankful, or other things, yeah. We hey. just sent out a bunch of cookies. Right. If you've been a, a, a council man member for a, a year, or you are a $25 member or above, uh, we sent you out some delicious custom cookies. Not all of them have been delivered. Sent. We're just we we there's one lady here that's She's doing them all. Hand making them all and sending them out. So if you haven't received them yet, just sit tight. Right. Be patient. Yeah, be patient cuz it's advent still. Right. It's what pa- it's what advent's all about. So anyway, um Yes, you can eat a, a cookie the cookie with the dram. Someone is asking this on Facebook. Should yes. I eat a cookie with a dram? Sure. Uh, Devron 12, 12 years what we're drinking this evening. It's um, from McDuff Distillery. It's a product of Scotland. It's a Highland single malt Scotch whiskey. The gear today, Dave, go ahead. We're going to talk about wood glue because wood glue is something that everybody that a man needs. I hope we don't get into any sticky situations. I know because I wouldn't even know what to do. Mm-mm. That actually, people probably didn't hear about my band aid. Band aids have gotten a little out of control. If you buy, if you're buying name brand band aids, try putting one on and then waiting five minutes and taking it off. It's terrible. It's the worst. Like mm. who needs a band aid to stick that much? Anyway, we could just you know what we could forget wood glue altogether and just put band aids on stuff. <laughs> like I I'm not kidding. Band aids are giving duct tape a run for their money. On, in fact, it's definitely stickier than duct tape. Okay. I'm just that's anyway. That's that's a sidebar. Okay. Sidebar. Wood glue. Yes. Uh, it's like the Elmer's. It's like Elmer's glue for wood. Kind of. Uh, and it's very actually very similar in chemical makeup to Elmer's glue. So if you there's different types of of wood glue. Correct. So correct. It depends on what you mean. Because like polyurethane glue is not. Like no, 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 no. I, I mean, I'm talking about your standard, your basic wood glue here. Okay. You know, so if you run like, out of that. and like it, tight bond? Yeah. Type so, bond one, two, or three? So, and if you need some in a pinch, that's mm-hmm. not for anything super important, but you need some just some basic wood glue, you can actually use Elmer's glue. Um, you know, you're, you're... I've never done that before, so it, I, I can't it, recommend it. It works okay. It works okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying that you should just do this all the time, but it, in a pinch, it okay. works good. So my grandfather told told me here's how you you apply wood glue, um, which he 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 works with wood quite a bit. So I'm interested to hear other people because everybody when you when you get into the craft of like wood woodworking, everybody yep. has their own takes on here's what you should do, here's how you do it, and their way is always the best. So if you have a different way, I'm interested to hearing. But in order to make sure that the glue is spread out correctly. Take a take a little strip and then use like a uh, a paintbrush or paint roller and roll it all the way evenly all across the surface area that you're wanting to glue. Um, so that way it's even and there's no like it's not just like a, a even a roller. See, I, th- I, th- mm-hmm. I mean you're gonna ruin. Obviously, you're gonna ruin your roller. Well, it's just yeah, one of those like it's like seventy nine cents to. Yeah, but I, are we talking about like just a fluffy paint roller, like yeah. your standard paint? Because yeah. also, it's going to take an incredible amount of glue, isn't it? No, it I've does. never done this. No, it, it does it almost immediately. So it doesn't soak up the glue into the roller. No, it just keeps it just rolls it through. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, you could take just a uh, you know just a shop rag as well if you really wanted to. But See, I'm a I'm a finger. 
Oh. I'm a finger guy. Yeah, you know, because it gets all over your finger. It and does. Dry and it does. But I, f- I feel like my my application of wood glue is just like when I'm caulking something. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all these tools you can get to like, oh, get the the caulk just right. It's like, but in the end, it doesn't work as well as just using, getting your finger wet and using it. And so I kind of do the same thing. I don't okay. get it. I don't get it wet when okay. I use wood glue. But I'm just a finger guy. You know, I've got fingers right here. Right. Then I just wipe it on something the, and the, the, keep going. Uh, the vices, the clamps are the biggest. Are, are the, right. Like, you, and you can you never have, to have too many clamps. Oh man, that's but, a good wood. We that's a that a needs to be a, a man gear. Someone, yeah, you can, someone write that down. <laughs> we can. Yeah, um, if you if you go into anybody's woodworking shop, there's always going to be a wall just full of clamps, and you're thinking like, why would you need that many clamps? And it's like you have no idea. You have no idea. You absolutely need in order for because sometimes one project you're thinking, oh, this is kind of small, but you need four. I mean, like very just to area. do this one thing, you're you know, like bending wood. Oh yeah, don't bend- even don't even talk about bending wood. Oh okay. Yeah, because sorry, you need four clamps. You need forty. Yes. Okay. I didn't know if that was a sensitive subject for you. Don't even Adam. Yeah, you don't have even to talk like, about that. I'm gonna, like I, I'm gonna get mad. Yeah, apparently. But so, and then there's like, have you ever used a gorilla wood glue? Uh huh. Um, I have. Okay. What What are your thoughts on gorilla wood glue? Well, compared I'm a bit, to like Titebon. I'm a big fan of the gorilla brand of glue in general. Okay. I also like their super glue. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like their super glue. So I mean, it's it's good glue. Gorilla makes good glue, in okay. general. I mean, so animal or hide is a glue is the original glue, right? Animal hide, uh huh. Animal or hide glue. Oh, th- those are the name brands. No, no, no. Like animals, uh-huh. animal glue, like or hide, like the skin from an animal glue. Okay. Uh, this I, is. I have no idea what that is. Okay. Uh, this is the like hide glue is the original glue. It's like what what people started with. Okay, so they would take like leather. Uh, I'm assuming. I don't know exactly how to make it. It's on YouTube. I've. I didn't. Okay, you can I, YouTube it. You can if YouTube you want like to know. how to make hide glue. Okay, and it's it's very easy to. Uh, I mean, it's a short video. I didn't watch it, but um, it's it was used for like bow making instruments and traditional woodworking. Hide glue, animal glue, and raw hide glue are one and the same, but the term hide glue is more common. Okay, uh, hide glue is the easiest uh, enough to make as well. So uh, might be good to know. Like so. on the last episode, you know, once the uh, society collapses, you'll be able to make some glue if you watch a YouTube video first. Before, yeah, and remember yeah. it. The key is, is like remembering it. Right, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, it doesn't have, apparently natural hide glue does does have more tack than synthetic, but it, the holding power of the synthetic is about the same. Interesting. So anyway, the, you so You might have to press the hide glue more. Right. But... Because it's not going to be as runny. But the perp, what what wood glue is essentially doing is wood is like a bunch of straws pressed together, you know. So you, you if you want to get your maximum use of wood glue, you can't just you don't want to like just take grain. You know, you want to make sure that you're getting the grains right. Mm. Uh, you know, because yes, and like because w- it'll seep into those straws, and that's when you're going to get your maximum hold on mm-hmm. wood glue. And if you're really good, if you're like an artist when it comes to like carpentry, 
you want to like line the grains up to where you can't even tell yeah. that they're two different boards. I don't have time. Ain't nobody got time for that. I did that with the crib. I don't have time for that. So it's basic anyway, dude stuff. When we uh, get back, <laughs> when we get back, we're gonna talk about the virtue of virginity. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Sitting here with my best bud, David Niles. Drinking a little bit of Devron, 12-year, Highland Scotch. Just got done talking about wood glue. You guys thought we couldn't do it for a full segment, but here we Said are. Said it couldn't be done. But here we are. I think we. it's so fun to know that we probably have checked off boxes that have never been checked off on Catholic radio before. You think there's constantly? There, I think. <laughs> do you think they've ever talked about wood glue on Catholic radio? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say they haven't. I'm not gonna say they haven't, but I don't think so. But I don't think so. Yeah. So tonight, uh, tonight Until we're gonna, now. we're talking about the virtue of virginity. The virtue of virginity. Okay. Not virginity. Okay. The virtue of virginity or virginitas. Okay. As. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas calls it. It looks like you have the peepster over there. I do. So um, can you uh, f- zoom in on me right here? The, uh, he El, has, El Juan. He has uh, Joseph Peep, uh, Peeper, The Four Cardinal, yeah, Cardinal yeah, Virtues. Okay. One of the best books. This is a good book. Everybody, a phenomenal everybody book. needs to go, no, re- go read it. Adam has recommended it many times on the show because he recommended it. I was like, all right, I'll go read it. And so I did. And now I think everybody should go read it. Truly, truly spectacular book thank you um the first like not that i wrote it i mean i i, I right I, I, like, it's a good that, recommendation yeah I the first that, like like the first few pages it's like okay you gotta get through right because you just gotta get used to his writing style it's very philosophical Thomistic, if you will yeah yeah very Thomistic kind of but um really the whole book is essentially a commentary on the summa in specific sections Virtues. yeah right. Yeah, so the four cardinal virtues specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I wanted to talk about the virtue of virginity because at the end of this book, he kind of goes through briefly as um, subcategories of temperance, some some different virtues. You know, where he'll just give three or four pages on on these virtues, but mm-hmm. he does very succinctly and interestingly. Right. Um, and virginity is one of those that he covers here. Which, uh, virginity would be a sub-virtue of temperance. It is a sub-virtue of temperance, because temperance is all about the, the, passions. the moderation and the um, the controlling your your appetite, yeah. And passions. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Speci- yeah so, um, Specifically to the touch, even. Yes, to the touch. Physical touch. Interestingly enough, uh, St. Thomas says that people who have, who are the most sensitive to the touch those are the most intelligent people really yeah that is interesting he says people who have the most sensitive sense of touch are the most intelligent now i think this is one of those things where you're going to throw it in the category of like look science wasn't all that great back then Mm -hmm. because i i would guess that this could be demonstrated to be inaccurate that i'm guessing the sense of touch is uncorrelated to one's IQ. But anyway, it is, I thought that was interesting. St. Thomas comes down like pretty firmly. 
on that. Just it just as a that is interesting. A point of interest, yeah. So virginity. What is it? What is it not? Okay, so I like this line here at the very beginning. Once again, this is Joseph Pieper. Um, he says, virginity is not a fact, but an act. It is not a condition, but a decision. Okay, because I think uh, here in America, at least, I can't really speak for other, what it's like to be grow, grow up in other cultures, but I was raised thinking that virginity is a state of being where one has not had sexual intercourse. And that after one has had sexual intercourse, you are no longer in a state of virginity. Okay, and actually that's accurate from a physical standpoint. Okay, but that is a state of virginity, not the virtue of virginity. Okay. Okay, and we're talking about the virtue today because one could practice the virtue of virginity while not being in a state of virginity. Okay? Interesting. I know. Right. Uh, so, and I think that's uh, that's uh, very relieving. It's, it's like, oh, wow, because I think there's a lot of people out there. Um, I used to feel this way where it's like, you know what? I messed up. I gave away something precious mm-hmm. that I cannot get back. Right. Um, and it's a very demoralizing feeling if you, if you think I'm kind of, ho- it's hopeless for me now, you know, and that there's no reason for me to continue this uh, arduous, difficult march of chastity mm-hmm. in your dating life. If it's like, well, well it's gone. No reason, to, no reason to struggle now. You know, right. might as well the just... The floodgate has been opened. Might as well just give in, right. you know, um, but that is just totally wrong i mean that's the that's, that's the devil of course yeah so the 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 uh virtue of virginity is not a fact but an act not a condition but a decision okay um and so he's, he's he, then he goes on to wait talk wait a minute can i can i interrupt real, really go fast ahead. go ahead it's not a, okay so is it the is it one of the only virtues the where it's like it's not an act but it's a no it's not a fact it's but it, but it's an act. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm missing. Continue. Yeah. Not a condition, but a decision. So it's that action that you know you make a decision, and the action of that decision lived out, the habit. Okay, I understand now. Becomes the virtue. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Apologize. I'm glad you clarified. Um, so he talks about like it's not a state of being inviolateness, like where you're not no not violated. Um, although he does say that the state of what he calls inviolateness may be the trophy of heroic chastity. Chastity. So you know, you if you die with your virginity physically intact, that is a truly uh, applaudable and like incredible, wonderful gift. Right. I mean, they to even bring say, to our Lord. They even say like you get a, a white crown. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I've heard that in in heaven. If especially if at a, at a marriage, if t- both people in the couple have saved themselves from marriage, then there is a special grace reserved for them um, that will bless them throughout their marriage. And mm-hmm. I, I really believe that. I mean, it is... Yes, absolutely. It, it is an incredible gift to bring. So, um, he goes on to talk about virginity and why is it so important? Why is it honored? Because it's traditionally held that um, the virginal state, the celibate state, as we might call it, is a higher calling... St. Paul says this. Yeah, and it is. It's a higher calling than the married state. Mm-hmm. Um, Can I, okay, so today, or, or, or this last weekend, I was, I was saying earlier that uh, I had a theological 
discussion with my whole family, and one of my cousins is heroically like uh, exemplifying virtue in trying to discern her vocation. I mean, she is. Let me tell you, like she is doing a, a ph- phenomenal job of trying to discern her vocation. Okay, and uh, I wonderful. Was, I was I I, t- I was talking to her about. She actually was engaged for a while, and um, they ended up calling off the marriage. Anyway. So she's she's doing her best to try to to, to figure out what her vocation was, and I, it brought back to me the uh, what Doctor uh, Richard Malosh was telling us, and that what, what he told me what he told us like totally changed the way I thought about vocations. He was talk he, he's saying like he started from like he started like discerning Carthusian monks and mm-hmm. like worked his way down. So he started out discerning the celibate life, uh, you know, discerning the virtue of uh, of virginity, and worked his way down because. That was the higher calling, right? St. Paul talks about how uh, the virtue uh, or, or the celibate life is the higher calling. So he started with the the Carthusian monks, and then he went to uh, different orders of, of monks, and then he went to you know the priesthood, and then like so he he checked off all these boxes of like nope, this is not my vocation. Nope, this is not this is not what God's calling me to do. And then he found out that uh, God was calling him to marriage. He ended up getting married. And now he has five or six kids. I I don't remember exactly how many. Oh no, he's got. No, I think it's five or six. Doctor Brown least, has ten. It's at least six. Five or six, yeah. So, uh, anyways, but he he did he discerned his vocation in, in a much different way than what I discerned my vocation. Like I I, I said, mm-hmm. okay, if I'm going to discern. I, I'm assuming that I'm going to be married. You know, my my vocation is marriage. Right, and yeah. if it's not, if something pulls me outside of that, then I'll go discern the celibate life. Yeah. But if we're if we're striving for for glory, if we're striving for the kingdom of heaven and, and maximizing what we're called to be, we should start out what, you know, the very highest state, which would be the celibate life mm-hmm. and then work our way down. Yeah. Do you agree with that? I do agree with that. That is my approach. I have heard, I was, as you were talking, I was trying to think of who it was recently that was telling me that no, that they thought it should be the other way around, that the marriage is the normal state. And so like one should discern that. And then after that, the the priesthood, or the celibate life. And they made arguments that I just hadn't encountered before, and I mulled over them for a while. I I cannot remember who it was. I wish I could remember. But anyway, I still agree that I think one should discern the celibate life first. Because, um, to me, it's, it's... One can be more sure of themselves discerning the celibate life as opposed to the married life. Women are beautiful. Even one called to the celibate life is, you know, like women are beautiful. They Everybody knows this. And it could be easily, that makes it hard to discern if you're called to marriage. Because marriage is not like, oh, I'm called to marriage. What you discern is, am I called to marry this person, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I understand that you could also discern marriage as a calling in general. Um, but that is often hard to do apart from dating individual people. Right, because I think every person... It has this yearning for a family. I mean, I, I, right. I, you know, priests have told us all the time. So like, if, if you're just dating because I'm a first, priest, doesn't mean I don't I, I don't have a desire to have a family. Right. And it's like, well, am I just not called to marry her, or am I not called to marry in general? Mm-hmm. You know, and how do you know? Mm-hmm. You know, how many women do you have to date before you feel like re- before you re- realize I'm called to the priesthood? Where if you had just discerned the priesthood in the beginning, okay, now you've got that checked off. Mm-hmm. Um, and like as you said, and St. Thomas says that the celibate life is the higher calling. Mm-hmm. So one should, I, in my opinion, discern it first. Mm-hmm.
and I think, you know, God always, you know, out of the 99, he'll leave the 99 to go get the one. So if you're discerning God's will and you've departed from his will, he's going to go, he's going to grab as you. As long as you're you honest back. about your discerning. Right. Yeah, yeah. And he's going to bring you back. So, sure. and then it'll give you some peace to close that door and say, nope, that's not what he's wanting. I can move on and be at peace with it. So anyway, when we get back, we'll, we'll continue this conversation. Yes. Good. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. We're talking about virginity. I'm wearing purple today because it's the fourth Sunday in Advent. Nice. It's the purplest day of the year. Nice. In my opinion. Okay. Very liturgically appropriate here on the Catholic Man Show. Well done. Thank you. Okay, so uh, virginity. I want to get back to yes, I'm sorry. what I, is... Yes, I'm sorry. I sidetracked us. It was, a good, it was a good sidebar, though, I thought, you know... Okay. Um, so virginity, the virtue, mm-hmm. and is virginity as a virtue different from chastity? That's a good question. And and if you've lost your virginity, can you still exemplify the virtue of virginity? Yes, yes. Um, that's that's why he's clear here in the very beginning that virginity as a virtue is not a fact. It's not a state of being. It's not a state of inviolateness. Okay. It's not a fact, but an act. Um, it's not a condition, but a decision. Okay. okay? So, um, it's a, like a reborn, vir- you know, you could be a reborn virgin or there's, a, what do they call it? There's a, yeah. I've heard people use a term before. Sure. Um, but anyway, um, I was talking to Pamela about this at dinner and she said, well, what's the difference between, you know, chastity and virginity? And I said, well, you know, you and I are practicing chastity, even, you know, though we're married, you know, and living out the fruits of a married life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she said, okay, well, was I practicing um, the virtue of virginity before you and I got married? And I said, no, you weren't. Really? Yes, you were practicing chastity, but she was not practicing the virtue of virginity. Why? I will tell you. Virginity is honored, this is, so, so, so says the peeper, the peepster, virginity is honored not because it is virginity, but because it is consecrated. The decision to live in sexual abstinence is not in itself worthy of praise, but it is made praiseworthy only by its end and its purpose, to the extent that it aims to make he or she who practices it free for things divine. So the the virtue of virginity is a consecrated state. Okay. It's not just, oh, um, I am... So it, I haven't met this my significant so you, other like yet. You've taken vows of right. virginity. like Maybe not even vows, but there are people out there who are single people uh-huh. who are committed, who, who like, you know, say, I am a single person. I'm not going to get married. I haven't taken any, any formal vow... Uh-huh. You know, but I'm not pursuing marriage. Hmm. So that person would be exercising the virtue of virginity. So most of the time, it is going to take the pl- take the form of a of a vow, whether that's in re- mostly in religious life or or the priesthood. Hmm. Um, but 
the, so that's the difference because otherwise, what is the difference between chastity for a single person, for an unmarried person, and virginity? And that is the difference. So there are consecrated virgins. Hmm. Um, and even, okay, so uh, virginity does not realize, he goes on to say, virginity does not realize its purpose of being free for God, for divine things. Um, oh, okay, so, no, 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 he says that the reason virginity is so valuable is not because it's inherently better than the married the married life. In fact, even in the, um, the liturgy for when you're consecrating a virgin, it talks about how you're forgoing the goods of married life. Um, it's only because marriage is so good that celibacy is even better. Right. Because if food isn't good, if it wasn't such a good thing, then fasting would have no value. Right. You know, and so virginity follows the same principle. Um, okay, so can a, can a somebody who is not a virgin become a consecrated virgin? Someone could take a vow of virginity. And I don't know... If you could cons- if you could be called a consecrated virgin, if you're right. not a virgin, right? I don't know, and that's not what we're talking about. But okay. from from the standpoint of the virtue of virginity, uh-huh. one could pledge themselves to abstinence mm-hmm. and practice this virtue of virginity. It doesn't have to be perpetual. You could say. Uh, you know, for the next year. Okay, so like when you join Focus as a missionary, you take a uh, a dating fast. Okay, so like I, whether it's a year or two years, I don't remember. But over for over that year period, mm-hmm. if you pledge yourself to a dating fast, obviously you're not going to be getting married anytime soon. So you could you could say, oh, for that year, you are exercising the virtue of virginity because you are saying, I'm going to intentionally remain single in order that I might, and this is, I, I love the way he puts it, and St. Thomas does the same thing, that I might have leisure for the divine. Hmm. Uh, and it's just that I might, you know, have this rest so that I might make myself holy and devoted, completely devoted to the things of God. Mm-hmm. That is the purpose, and the word, that, that's actually what gives virginity its value, Right. Um, and the celibate life. We could talk about the celibate life as well. It's the same thing. Um, the celibate life is, you know, is a higher calling. It's a higher state of being, but it doesn't make celibate people higher. Okay, so um, one of the things he goes on is that... Uh, oh, the next page, I think. Nope. Okay. Um, St. Catherine of Genoa. Um, she was a mother, and she lived in a military camp, or, and so um, she had a lot of distractions. And someone uh, made the comment to her about, you know, like, oh, well, the celibate life being better. And she said, if if the world or husband could hinder love, what a petty thing love would be. So she's saying, if my husband or the world could distract me from loving God, what a petty thing love would be. I mean, it wouldn't be very... Hmm. Very, and she was saying that you know, just because you're celibate and I'm not doesn't mean that my love for God is less than yours. Okay, and so it's important to make the distinction between uh, what Saint Paul says—a vocation, like a calling, being higher than another. Not in like, oh, I'm better than you, mm-hmm. but simply higher by 
in order or by degrees. You okay. see what I'm saying? Because it makes one more readily available for God. You know, uh, I'm not distracted by the things of the world. You know, raising children is a distraction. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that. Yes. Um, and it's it's a distracting you from it's it's distracting you from everything. One of those things is God Himself. Now God is calling you to focus and devote energy and time to these children. Okay, mm-hmm. for a, for a good, for a higher good, for their own good. You know right. what I'm saying? But it's different. It's just a different calling. And so it's not that virginity is like oh I'm better because I'm a virgin, because he goes on to talk about how um, like oh you consecrated virgin, you think that you are you've achieved a higher level of sanctity than the mother down the street. You know, she might, she right now is raptured in prayer and you are not, you know, it's not that. Yeah, but I think St. Paul does t- say that, that the it's celib- a higher calling by order, but that doesn't mean that every consecrated celibate is holier oh, than every okay. married person. You see what I'm sure, saying? Yeah. Sure. So, um, Sure, I yeah. understand that. Yeah, and so he, he, you should get this book and read it because he goes into some very interesting arguments against virginity um, and like why, why one shouldn't do it. And, you know, he uses arguments from nature. One is you know, about nature and one is about the common good and that it's not good for the common good, obviously, because you're not... Reproducing. You're not building the community. And then one is that, well, it's, uh, it goes against your nature, Mm-hmm. Uh, he also, also in the Summa, he says, virginity is not, this is one of the arguments, it's like, man, this is just how brilliant St. Thomas is. He says, virginity is not a virtue because one is not, bur- one is not born with the virtues. Wait, virginity is not a virtue? He says that's one of his arguments against it. Oh, oh When he's okay. saying whether virginity is a it's virtue or not. It's an objection, right. He says, virginity is not a virtue because one is not born with the virtues. And one is born with the state of virginity. And it's just like, man. That's a good argument. He's, this is like classic St. Thomas it's right here. manning. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Okay. How, so, does, how does he answer that? And he goes on to say like, well, yes, uh, you know, you are born in the state of virginity, but that's not the virtue of virginity and, you know, so stuff like that. But anyway, uh, the virtue of virginity is a very, very, very valuable gift to God. And it's like one of those things that if you are called to this state, or if, if you think you might be called, do not, uh, don't overlook it. it. Nothing could be more precious right. at the moment of your judgment. If you can offer yourself, not only in a physical condition as we talked about, but if you can say, I gave you, I, I pledged myself to you, regardless of what I had done in the past, and here I am today with my pledge unstained. Mm-hmm. That is you, the reward in heaven that you will receive mm-hmm. will be in in immeasurable, unmeasurable. Well, and they even uh, Saint uh, Maximilian Kolbe said that he, when he was young, he had a, a vision of Mary. Mary had a, a, a white crown and, and a red crown. Right. And he said, "Which one do you want?" And he said, "I want both." And it. it it symbolized the virtue of virginity and also martyrdom. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, yeah, he chose both. He chose both. There have been a couple people who have chosen both, I think. Yeah. Also, if you are struggling with uh, chastity, if you're struggling uh, against sins of the flesh, ask our mother under the title of Our Lady of uh, Inviolate to pray for you. I because 
and St. Joseph, yeah, and St. Joseph as well, who's the, uh, uh, the, the most chaste spouse. But uh, those two, under those titles, are very are, are extremely powerful. Um, Our Lady and Violet and uh, St. Joseph, the most chaste spouse. There's some questions that have been asked on Facebook that I want to ask you. So if you are uh, listening to the podcast and go over to YouTube, because we continue this conversation over on YouTube. Um, We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass and cheers to Jesus. So the difference um, is what, like when Pamela asked me, she was saving herself for marriage. Was she exercising the virtue of virginity? And no, she wasn't. She was exercising the virtue of chastity, but not virginity. Because she wasn't consecrated. Because she wasn't consecrating her virginity. You know, whether that be over a, over a short period of time over the rest, or over the rest of her life. She was simply exercising chastity by remaining a virgin until she was married. You know, she, where it was still chaste, she could remain chaste and no longer be a virgin. You see what mm. I'm saying? So okay. So that's that's the difference between someone who is virginity as a virtue takes on the, a sense of the of being consecrated. Okay. There's also a really good uh, Pope uh, Paul XII wrote on consecrated virginity. It's an encyclical. I haven't pulled up. I I read like I only read through like nineteen bullet points, and there's um I don't know seventy something seventy four seventy four bullet points that he has. So it's not that long. It's just I didn't have a chance to read it at all. But he 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 talks about um uh, the importance of and even how uh the early church fathers uh such like Cyprian Athanasius Ambrose. John Chrysostom, Jerome, Augustine, and many others like sung the high praises of virginity, yeah, uh, and the virtue of virginity. Um, he and so anyway, it, it's a really good uh, encyclical, at least the the parts that I've read, and I, I read a, a like a Cliff Notes version. Yeah. So what I, I it's it was good. I read this on the episode, but this is a quote I didn't say. It's from Saint Augustine, um, his uh, work De Virginitate which is on, on virginity. Virginity is not honored because... Wait, who is this from? St. Augustine. Okay. Virginity is not honored because it is virginity, but because it is consecrated. Hmm. And once again, um, the very... The when you say consecrate, like, we're talking about consecrated, like, okay, what do you mean by that? Define terms. Define, define what consecrated means, because, like... One is, one is making a pledge of themselves to virginity. But can, can you not do that? Can you not do that before you get married? Like well, I make, I'm making a short-term pledge of virginity uh, until I get married. Uh, well, I think. Well, because I don't know. I don't know. That, I don't know. That I, don't, gets, I guess I don't understand the difference between the pledge of virginity or the uh, yeah the pledge of virginity uh, over like. Exercising the virtue of chastity. Okay, so um, because your wife, like, so Pamela, we were talking about earlier, exercised the virtue of chastity before mm-hmm. getting married. What if she just said? What if she just pledged or consecrated her virginity until she get married? She got married. Okay, so if you are at the same time pursuing the the vocation of marriage, if you're like dating 
pursuing marriage, uh-huh. then you're you can't. That kind of conflicts with this uh, virtue of virginity. Okay, so okay, so if you're actively pers- because part of virginity is oh, is the okay. single life, is that I'm not distracted with significant okay. others. That is that. That's a linchpin that I was not like. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I mean, that's part of it. Is that you're remaining mm. con- that alone for God? You know that you don't have these distractions. I mean, like what Saint Paul talks about is that. Um, hmm. That's, okay. That's a crucial part of it. Okay. All right. So if you're dating, you you're not practicing virginity, the as a virtue. If you're actively pursuing. Mm. Um, the married life. So, oh, Nick asks if you have the definition of virginity. Um. Well, I think uh, uh, Thomas does. On uh seventeen ninety nine, page seventeen ninety nine, question number fifty two in the Summa is talking about. Virginity. It's very interesting that. Okay, well, I mean, I would just read this this short thing right here. Once again, virginity is not a fact but an act, not a condition but a decision. That which constitutes virginity as a virtue is not mere inviolateness as a psychic, and certainly not physical factor. Even though this inviolateness may be the trophy of heroic chastity. Virtue, virginity as a virtue is established by the decision, or to speak even more accurate, accurately, by the vow to refrain forever from sexual union and its attendant pleasure. Nor is this all. Such a decision might spring from all sorts of reasons. For instance, uh, oh, then he goes on to like other. Re- so he, he, one thing he does talk about is bad reasons, things where. Um, you might take a vow of virginity, of abstinence, but is not, in fact, the virtue. So um, the Manichaeans would often refrain from sex because they viewed it as evil. Hmm. And that is not the virtue of virginity, because uh, unless you realize the good in which that you're giving up, then there's no, there's no merit, there's no grace well, did you say forever, though? I know you said temporary. Yeah, he. I, I would say that it could be temporary. Um, he does say forever. I, I don't know. I, I think that it could be, it could be temporarily. I think that it's possible even for a married couple to, and maybe there's a different. Maybe this would be a subcategory of the virtue of virginity, um, but. Like uh, there are especially married couples throughout history it used to be a lot more common where they would take um, vows of abstinence for like three a short a period of time like two years where they would remain abstinent. Really? Yeah. Um, and so I could see that being because once again you're consecrating yourself, and it's not just as like hey we're gonna fast. It's not just a fast, but it is it is a we are going to abstain in order that we might dedicate ourselves more wholly to our love of God. Mm. You see what I'm saying? 
Um, so if, if I think if done in that way, that seems a lot, that seems to me to be the virtue of virginity. But he does say forever here in this. Gotcha. Hmm. But that, but to me, him saying forever, I don't know. Like, Leek thinks you're making things up. Well, prove me wrong. <laughs> make your own podcast and make an episode. Uh, this is very interesting, Dave. Whenever you first told me that we wanted to do a vir- the, the virtue of virginity, I was like, okay, not like, and I was. I'm always excited about virtue in general. Like, like we should talk. Like, mm-hmm. I want to go through all of the secunda secunda uh, virtues that Saint Thomas talks about. Yeah, and so it's like, okay, that's fine. Uh, another one we can check off the box, uh, or check, check, check the off. box, check the box, check off the list, check off the list, check the box, yeah, of the list, yeah. Um, and so it's like good, but I wasn't like super excited. Like, I wasn't like okay. I just wasn't pumped about it. Yeah. Because I thought, well, this is pretty clear cut and dry. Like, yeah. It's not, You're a virgin or you aren't. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the more I started reading about it, I was like, huh. Very interesting. Like, yeah. There's more, there's more to it than what I thought there would be. Um, and again, it's question number 50, uh, 152 in, in the Summa. And it's very interesting because he... He he quotes Ambrose and, and Saint Augustine. Saint Augustine says like nobody would choose virginity over martyrdom. He said nobody, I think, would choose virginity over martyrdom. Like because it's way easier to just give up your life than yeah. than to like a vow of, ch- uh, uh, of, uh, of, of that's virginity. funny. See, I think most people today would be like, okay, I'll take virginity. Don't kill me, please. You know. Yeah, that's just what he says, but. Uh, anyway, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't have any other questions for you right now. So just to satisfy Leek, it does say forever here in the words of Joseph Pieper when he says, by the vow to refrain forever from sexual union and its attendant pleasure. Okay. But I think... Following the principles that he lays out here, mm-hmm. and he's he's covering this entire thing in literally four and a half pages. Yeah. Okay, Joseph so, Pieper does a phenomenal job of of writing very little and expounding a lot. Right, but four and a half pages does not give you the opportunity. Like when you read what he has just written before this, mm-hmm. where he goes on about prudence for like thirty five, you know, forty pages. Yeah, man. Um. And he covers every scenario, every like all of these things. Then here he gets to virginity, four and a half pages. He's not obviously he's obviously not covering all of the possible scenarios, what could be, you know, the virtue of virginity. So that is my interpretation of his words here. Okay. Uh, which would stand in contradiction to his use of the word forever one time at the beginning, which seems to me like he's trying to define in general. Basically, what is what is it? Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not specifically in every situation. Haley just joined us. Haley, I love you. And I told your story about you writing a letter to Mariah Carey on the show. And I hope you're not mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I love you. 
Is that great? She was a little she was a little girl at the time, so All right. Say goodbye. I'm done. Thank okay. You. Good job, Dave. Thank you. <laughs>